0: Hey Geekscapists, I'm here with Ian Kerner, and we are going to be talking about Luke Cage. I'm sorry this one's a bit late, but uh, most of you guys have already seen all 13 episodes of Netflix's Luke Cage series. Uh, obviously, we're big fans of the Daredevil uh, two seasons, and Jessica Jones, and anytime there's a big event like this, like, I don't know, the Deadpool movie, or, or do we do Deadpool? I don't know if we did Deadpool. we did Deadpool, yeah. But uh, we definitely did Civil War. We definitely did Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try and do an episode with this guy right here, Ian Kerner. And get uh, him to talk about it Because he knows the nicks and crannies of the character's history he, uh, You get it You get the mythos And you're kind of the resident expert So here we are on Geekscape For those of you guys listening on the podcast If you go to our uh, This is the first time we're trying it If you go to our Facebook page uh, for Geekscape You can also see the video of this live uh, So that you guys can add some comments So that is what we are uh, trying to do I'm just fixing a little bit of it I'm sorry if that gets annoying for you podcast listeners, but I'm trying to make it interactive. So if you guys have questions for Ian, go ahead and put them here in the uh, the chat, and uh, we'll get going. So, Ian, we knew there was a Luke Cage series going as soon as they announced that Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, which we have yet to see, is going to be the Netflix equivalent to the big screen Avengers system that they're setting up there at Marvel. And Daredevil Season 1 was... It may still be my favorite thing that Marvel's ever done. Jessica Jones is really awesome. Uh, and Daredevil Season 2 was almost on par with Daredevil Season 1 in my book.
1: I actually like Season 2 you like better. You like yeah. Season 2 yeah. better. I mean, okay. Season 1's a great origin, but you spend all that time until he's finally Daredevil at the end. Right. So then Season 2, it's Daredevil. Right. You know, Punisher, um, Electra, all of it.
0: I yeah. love the origin aspect of Daredevil. It's a, it's a story I will never get... Tired of so,
1: yeah. And it's great that they take that much time to develop it But, you know, for the most part It's an origin story Which, you know, true comic book fashion is Alright, it's set up and now we have it We have all yeah. the aspects that we're waiting for
0: And I'm and not one of those people who complain about The Spider-Man origin story being retold Every time there's a Spider-Man movie I think that is a storyline that to me is Is classic and Mythical and can be retold in several ways. It can be retold as long as you do it in, in an interesting fashion.
1: Well, part of the problem is that they keep doing the Spider Man movies so close together that how many times do we need the same origin yeah. when the movie just came out? <laughs> but, you know, that, uh, that's a different quibble.
0: Yeah, I still think that Spider Man 2 did that the best with their intro credit sequence yeah. with the yeah. Alex Ross covers. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I love that, too. And you but, see but,
1: that We're going off on a tangent. We are going of off on do. a tangent. So, so, speaking about this, and this and, and, is, is, is a, a new origin is, story. Is, yes, this is a nice uh, intro to to this one because something that I really liked here, in you know, in classic comic book fashion, when you have a shared universe, is that they did introduce Luke Cage, and not just a cameo; like he was fully a character in Jessica Jones. Um, you know, we know there's a story there. You know, we get little snippets of it in Jessica Jones, but here. You know, we get the rest of it. And I actually also really like that they didn't give it to you in episode one. You know, we picked up right. sort of where we left off. I mean, he's moved on. And this is where he moved to. And now he's living in Harlem. Right. Uh, if
0: you, again, guys, there's going to be tons of spoilers on this. If you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, just be ready for it. Because we're going to go full 13 episodes. And uh, Ian knows his stuff. And... Uh, you've been warned. I did like that they didn't rehash any of the Jessica Jones stuff. And I'm not including the Rita stuff because. Riva. The Riva stuff because obviously in Jessica Jones, we thought the Riva stuff, who's Luke's ex girlfriend, we thought that stuff was really important and the entire thing about. Man wanting the flash drive that was under the concrete, and we didn't really get in Jessica Jones what the full extent of the importance of that thing was. And when I was watching Jessica Jones, I was actually kind of dissatisfied by that storyline. Here, you get the full extent of what that stuff is, and it's very satisfying. So, you tell me where you want to start because we can obviously start with Jessica Jones and uh and wrap that up as it pertains to where Luke is at the start of this. Um, or we can just well, start with episode one and that uh, pretty awesome barbershop scene where they're talking about the Knicks and you get all the players in one scene.
1: I mean, look, you know, of course, as always, we're, gonna, we're bound to jump around a bit, right. but, you know, I think that this show is something they did very well here uh, is they developed it well. Um, again, not to jump ahead, but, you know, you, you think one villain is going to be the centerpiece and that villain's out in the, in the middle of, of the first mm-hmm. season, you know? Then another villain's taken over, you know, you actually see the beginnings and a true origin story for, for Black Mariah, mm-hmm. you know. And then we, on top of that, you know, we get the Dimeback references early on and then comes through. So I thought the season's very interestingly layered. Um, I love this show. I love that, you know, what, they, what they've done with the shows is something that they've also done very well with the movies is everything has a different flavor. Yes. You know, and, you know, and going to this, like, all right, it's Luke Cage. This is very much a nod to black exploitation movies. You know, in so many ways. And right, the, the soundtrack was amazing. Soundtrack's amazing. And, and starting right off, from, from from start, it's in a barbershop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what's more of a nod to that? And, and the thing is, you know, um, and I'm going to, I have my criticisms about it, so I do want to state, though, that I love the show, but kind of what we do here is, you know, we, we take the stuff apart, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, there, there's, there's things that you know, I roll my eyes about. But it does such a good job of that, but at the same time, it doesn't just buy into the, those tropes of black exploitation, but it, it, I, I feel like the whole effort here is to elevate it. You know, like the, the the point is, the main point is, Luke is a good person. He's a good guy. Yes. You know, even though a lot of the show is developing his whole as all the Marvel shows do, it's it's an origin story. You know, like Jessica Jones, you out, know, she's already the, the P.I., but they even made that point. They wait till they get to the end until she's actually successful and people are calling her, and she, you know, deals with the odd things because the whole structure of the first season leads to that. Mm-hmm. So they had to give it that feeling. Um, here, you know, Luke is a reluctant hero, and Jessica Jones, he wants nothing to do with anything. Yes, he just you wants know? to run this yes, bar. It's just, no, it's, it's leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, here, you know, we find out, well, he was a cop, He was framed, he was in prison. You know, we knew he was in prison, but now we we, we find out more about it. Um, But, you know, not till episode four do we really get the true origin story, but right away in episode one, we're getting the references, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Pop's making his comments. You know, Pop throws out, calls him Power Man, which is a reference to the comics, which is great. Um, But, you know, there's already that, yes, he's a reluctant hero. Yes, he's being told there's that whole, you know, the undercurrent is, you know, you have great power. What he's supposed to do with it.
0: Yeah, and Pops is really... Uh, what I do like is that he didn't accidentally fall into that. It wasn't something that uh, he came upon by himself alone. It was something where you know, he, he didn't keep a secret from everyone. He, right. he, you know, And Pops knows, and Pops says, hey, you got to be active with this thing, which uh, is a pretty awesome... Uh, I, I think that's a pretty fresh take on it, because everybody else is like, hide your powers, they won't understand well, you, this and that. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah. you can actually make a uh, change for good go for it. Don't just don't Pop, just Pop's sit is on doing it. that. But yeah, Luke Pop's is doing that. Yeah, but, right. but
1: Luke isn't tell you know, he's not letting everyone know he has mm-hmm. the powers. I mm-hmm. mean, if something happens, it happens. But you know, he's really trying to stay out of the spotlight. And, you know, we come to understand that he actually is a fugitive. Right. Um You know, one of my complaints is you have that situation all that, and it, it seems like there's moments where things that are important suddenly they forget about what do you I'm, mean? Well, well, that's one example of, he's a fugitive, he should be hiding, and then once he decides to go on the quest and, you know, not to jump ahead, but there's re- things that motivate him to actually get involved, Right. you know, but once those things happen, oh yeah, I'm a fugitive, someone's going to come looking for me, Is seems a little less important. Well, there's also that focus
0: that they, they say at least two or three times, that Luke, Cage is not a fugitive Right But Carl Lucas is That's right But I mean you I know, know. Someone's he, gonna recognize him right. And it eventually happens Especially when he gets yeah. Super public And he's walking down the middle of the street Getting well, recognition Yeah from a-
1: it. And what's pretty amazing is It takes the entire season To get there But I mean You know Not to jump ahead well, But doesn't I'm a, I mean, we're gonna, we'll end up Talking about, about right. the, 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 How it actually ended The ending really surprised me And yet I love the ending Well thinking back on it It yeah. makes sense you know? The beginning... In it, it ended year, how it had, sort of had to ha- end, you yes. know? in
0: in you and I talked with, while I was watching it. I took my sweet time, my sweet Christmas time watching this I, I watched it in a day and a half. <laughs> and the first few episodes, up until episode three, it was kind of hit or miss. I've got to tell you, the first episode, there was a lot of setup. And even though I enjoyed what I was watching, it wasn't something where I was like, okay, this I have to watch these, uh, episode two. Episode two, it got a lot more... Uh, active with the Cottonmouth uh, storyline and the stuff in the club which I was way more into and you get to see a bit more of what Luca's going to be up against and how he's going to be forced into this corner of having to actually become a hero because he's so reluctant about it and he's going to actually invest in the neighborhood. And really, the major thing that happens is the death of Pops, right? Right, and uh, a huge scene. You kind of know it's coming.
1: Well, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, so episode. Wait, wait uh, how do you want to do this? Well, One second. Okay. So, so, episode one. I mean, you're right. You know, because right away, you you, you texted me in the middle of episode one, and you you you're finding it a little slow. Yeah, I was like, and the thing a lot of is, stuff. in episode one, it is a fairly long episode. I think it's about an hour, and it's not till the end that there's a fight scene. Right. I was fine with it But it's very talky Very, you know Character stuff I mean, you know You have your, the whole Bar scene You have the hookup With Misty Because it's Luke Cage Of course he's gonna hook up um, You don't actually realize It's Misty Knight yet Yeah, but you know? I love it But it's great And she yeah. was
0: Super hot Super hot Super cool Yeah uh, And the fact that Ultimately you find out That she's Misty Knight Right And I mean that episode 13 Misty Knight That you oh, yeah. see Is everything The fanboy wants uh, but it's earned, and, it, yes. and there are elements of this for the first time in the Marvel Universe that felt like the Wire. Absolutely, and, and that's what I loved a lot of when it, when it yeah. really starts getting later on in like episode post episode four when you're really kind of getting into the especially the Misty Knight storyline mm-hmm. in the episode five through about eleven twelve. You start to see, you start to really get the wire influence, especially certain characters actors from the wire yes. start to show up. But what you're saying about episode one?
1: The well, so, so first of all, right. I mean, the only the fight scene we get in episode one is awesome. Yes, it's a Chinese restaurant.
0: It's awesome. Mm-hmm. He breaks the dude's hand, and just flips him yeah. out the window. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's, that's it's, Luke Cage. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Luke Cage does not. Uh, he, he he doesn't. Uh, He just doesn't, uh, he doesn't like no fools. Right. And he's just going to toss the guy out the damn window.
1: So, so as far as breaking it down, I mean, you know, the the thing that's set up, I think, very well is they do a really good job of, you know, once again, sort of like, you know, Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil is is almost its own Mm -hmm. character. It's its background. And a lot of people going to Daredevil, you're wondering, well, Daredevil was originally set in, there really isn't Hell's Kitchen anymore. It's Clinton. It's a nice neighborhood. They utilize the fact of, you know, the incident, you know, the whole, you know, Avengers and um, the Shatari yeah. coming through, and wrecking everything. Now it's a bad neighborhood again. So it's very important to, to Daredevil stories, that neighborhood. And likewise, that that's what this is with Luke Cage is Harlem is so important. Mm-hmm. And Pops as a character is important. And, you know, you realize that, you know, these kids are there and you know, the relationship and people come to Pops and he's this positive, you know, role model and influence, you know, and... Luke is there, and he's just sweeping up, but he's sort of that also.
0: Mm-hmm. And not just the good characters. He actually has a history with some of the characters that are the bad characters. Right. That despite... Well, well Pop, I mean, Pops was not always a good guy. Not always a good guy. And he's running it with the guy who's now Cottonmouth, who I think wants to uh, do good. He ultimately wants to be a good person, but he's trying to break free of the crime that has given him the power to buy this club, which is a centerpiece for you a You think lot Cottonmouth of wants to do that? I think Cottonmouth wants to ultimately rise above... What it is? I mean, I always got the sense that even though he wanted to kind of run Harlem and his cousin wants to run Harlem, that he w- he wasn't afraid to do it in a dirty way, but he always had aspirations for the club to actually be a club. Like, he always still saw
1: himself as a musician. Are, are you <laughs> watching Power? No, but I'm... Because but I, it sounds like you're ta- saying is it's like, it's, you're basically describing the line of Power, <laughs> and, and and the thing is, and right. for those of you that don't know, Power is no relation to Power Man. It's a show on stars. It's very good, but it's a guy who's a drug dealer and he has these clubs and he just wants to be in the club business. I don't entirely agree with you.
0: Well, what, I, what I'm saying is you always have these situations with with Cottonmouth and you have it many times where at the end of the day he's just a musician who wants to play his music. You know what I mean? Like, And in, in, in you have
1: those really nice... Uh, I, I agree of, that, that that... And that, especially when you see his origin which I right, think was right. equal almost to the Wilson Fisk origins. No, it, it's great yeah. but, but, but that's arguably... That, that, that's his personal tragedy is mm-hmm. that he was forced into this life... But I don't think he regrets it. Now I you see think he's just it. the guy who's going to go he, for it. He's that guy. I mean, did they humanize him a bit to see where he came from? Yes, but that's what he is. And, you know, look, he it's not that, oh, he wants what's best for Harlem. It's that he wants power. Mm-hmm. He wants to control Harlem. You know, you're, you're sort of relating to the whole conversation. And I, I, I feel like what you're saying is more about um, what we see in Mariah. Yes. see so Mariah and um, Cornell Cottonmouth are cousins. Mm-hmm. And she sees herself, they came from the same place, you know, um, you know, the, um, I guess it was was Cottonmouth's mother and her aunt, Mabel, um, you know, ran things. She was a crime boss, but she ran it right out of the house. And um, Mabel seemingly, I'm sorry, um, Mariah seemingly Mm is, you know, she's a councilwoman and she she seemingly is clean, other than the fact that Cornell is is her cousin. Right. Right. But she's aware of things. It's a a close-knit family. And ultimately, what we get, and it's not until I think episode seven that we really get their story, and we see that, um, you know, over sprinkling over those episodes is them communicating, and you know, everything about you know them seeing things differently. She wants to do things the right way. You know, she wants to be good. He's not afraid of breaking some rules. More than that, it's it is just for her. The political aspirations are her version of power, the good things, but she needs the money. And the money's coming from him and the bad stuff. But seemingly, she doesn't want to have anything to do with the bad stuff. I don't think he has any compunction at this point in his life. He didn't want to go there. He wanted to be a musician. But this is who he is. And yes, he might wish he was still that. But he's not trying to get back to it. So the one thing that I always thought... Uh, when watching Daredevil was how much more
0: layered these characters were than their film counterparts. You know, then you see like in the Avengers and so on. They do a really good job. They have the time. But, I mean, the Netflix stuff is, I mean, the way to go. Yeah. I love these characters because because the the villains are incredible. Yeah,
1: one of the things we've said is is it's sort of ironic the Marvel supposed B and C level characters are actually getting better development because we have the time to develop Mm -hmm. them, right? It's less money and yet, you know you, You're spending all this time With the characters
0: mm-hmm.
1: So uh, Episode
0: 1 uh, At the end of episode 1 We understand that Luke Is And he keeps flirting With this idea That he's going to start Doing this stuff for cash Yeah Keep playing he, with the he, whole the Heroes he keeps the fire thing.
1: thing And yeah And he keeps saying No I'm not fire." Right Right
0: uh, And then episode 2 Is really where uh, You start to see These things come to a head Like you start right. to see That like Pops is killed Cottonmouth is uh, Gotta He's gotta go He's the bad guy
1: yeah, he's um, definitely a bad guy I love when Turk comes back into the series Love it, yeah so, so, I love so, that there's shout outs to Daredevil Exactly, so Turk is a character that was in Daredevil And he's particularly a character in Miller's run of Daredevil mm-hmm. He's sort of this comic relief character You know, he's a stoolie, but he's always involved in everything He always knows what's going on So the fact that he showed up is great
0: uh, And that's one of the, that one hooked me uh, I like the end of it You really feel like There's some motivation Number th- Episode 3 Started to dip A little bit mm-hmm. But episode 4 Once you watch Episode 4 Which is the prison uh, Origin of of, uh, of Luke Cage Then
1: you're in Absolutely
0: like, yeah. that, that was pretty awesome. They oh, did a really it. good job of not only setting up, like, the prison rules, and you still don't well, know why he was framed. You don't, still don't know what framed Yeah, you what don't know what he was framed him. for. And I for and I, and I, and I found that a little bit frustrating, but it was worth doing because the payoff later on when you finally meet Diamondback is worth it. But uh, the whole idea that when <laughs> when they start setting him up for this tank that they're going to experiment on him, and... They put the second they put the helmet on the second they clamp the the, right. the wrist things on you're like yeah. I see where this is going Yeah yeah
1: because basically it's and I'm sure a lot of uh, the the listeners will know this but they do a full on nod to uh Luke Cage's Power Man's um classic 70s costume.
0: You see him in the costume yeah. and he sees himself in the window and he thinks he to look ridiculous. You look like a damn fool. yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It, it, that costume is so bad and yeah. so set in its time. Right. A tiara
1: and bracelets, a yellow shirt.
0: How the fuck are they ever going to adapt right. it to a modern and, day? And, and, and the afro. Yeah, and they, they did it and yeah. they addressed it and they dismissed it about yeah. as well as anybody would have dismissed I mean, it. To yeah, air. it was great. So, talk a little bit about it. Um, the, so, the stuff with Reva was, I think, the stuff that uh, I found the most surprising. Because so, so, I was excited so, so. to see that fleshed out because I found it unsatisfying in Jessica Jones.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, so, and we jump. we jump to the yeah. origin. Yeah. Let's just say, you know, the setup before then, um, they do a whole thing with a weapons deal and, you know, this whole thing with, you know, Cottonmouth being betrayed and trying, trying to find the guy and it leads, turns out to be one of the kids in the barbershop, he ends up at the barbershop, Pops is killed. Mm-hmm. So now Luke has a motivation, you know, to go after stuff and... He has an idea, he goes after the stash houses, and it's all about getting Cottonmouth to go to his Plan B, which is, you know, this Christmas Attic's place, which is like his fortress, but, you know, where he's going to put all his money and Luke busts in there, and basically Cottonmouth loses all his money. So, um, so... And and Big Yanks wants to point out that
0: he also got the chain belt.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Yanks.
1: So, um... So, uh, as far as it goes, you know, uh, there was an interesting moment for me, um... That so Luke actually takes some of the money. I was like, okay, that's yeah. interesting because he's been saying he's not a hero for hire. He takes money, and then he gives some to his landlady, you know, because ostent- ostensibly, it, you know, I mean, her window is broken, he owes her money, so there's a little bit of that, leads into Cottonmouth actually blowing up the place. That's the end of episode three, leading to episode four, and right. they do this juxtaposition of Luke in the wreckage mm-hmm. with her as well as doing the prison scenes, um, and you know, I kind of felt like. With the whole thing with taking the money and then giving it to her and all that, you know, I had this feeling like, all right, well, were they going to do a little bit of a Robin Hood thing, mm-hmm. you know, taking the money, that kind of thing. And I sort of felt like, all right, that kind of went away. Sure. You know, they never really established the Hero for Hire thing, which is fine. Maybe that's not where they're going with him. Well, they save it for Danny. I kept ultimately at the end of the series, I expected the
0: barbershop to be turned into the storefront. That's what I thought Heroes too. Prior. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So, and so, you're hoping that it will end with that kind of a positive right, right. ending so, so to move forward.
1: Jonathan's reference being that Pops died, he left the barbershop to Luke. So that's kind of what you think it's, it's going to be. Right. Which is very much like that storefront thing that in the comics is what Daredevil, what you know, Matt and Foggy had. Mm-hmm. The storefront law office. You know, So I, I was thinking that also. Likewise, when they th- introduced the theater, not to jump ahead. Yes. I figured it was going to be, you know, they, they would do something with the, that, that's a nod to the theater, but it wasn't.
0: Uh, I need to address before we get any further that uh, the character Shades yeah. just made me laugh every time he's on the so, so, so I'm glad you brought up Shades. So. I like Shades, but, but, but Shades, when, when, a, when he for showed you Geekscapists who've been listening to Geekscape or Geekscape games, you know that Shades is our nickname for people who are assholes uh, whenever you, there's a camp out. Yeah. The shady people who would show up and okay. try and buy Amiibo from, a, like, Toys R Us, there was mm-hmm. a guy in sunglasses that I almost got in a fight with in a Best Buy. Okay. Uh, and he was wearing sunglasses the whole time. We called him Shades. So the fact that there was a character named Shades from the comic that was in this series prevalently uh, made me giggle every time he was on screen. Well, well,
1: let me say a couple of things in regards to that. First of all, you know, one of the things that the show has done is they really went back to the very first issues of Luke Cage, and they expounded upon characters that weren't giant characters. They mm-hmm. did a lot more with them. They're doing a lot more with them. But all these characters are from, from that era. Um, Shades is an interesting History ultimately Because of you know, Who his son Ends up being uh, he's, His son Is Victor Alvarez okay. Who's the current paramount. Oh cool who, Who's trained by Danny And is in the new Maybe
0: Avengers. they're going there Just kidding
1: Well that's just <laughs> it is, you, know, you get the same thing Like in Age of Ultron Right. Where it's you know Doctor Cho is Amadeus' his mother. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that would be way 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 down the line. So it's just it's more of an Easter egg than anything else.
0: But ultimately, when you start hearing things like X twenty three showing up in Logan, yeah, it, it then can it's happen. like oh this is going to happen. And at what point are they going to renegotiate with uh, you know the current Hawkeye actor and be like you know let's just go with the Kate, the Kate, Lorton, Kate Bishop, yeah. the Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye, yeah. and let's just go with that one. It's it, it certainly is can all going to happen. Gonna happen. Look look forward to a female Thor. Because it's, it's going to happen
1: Don't you think? I, I Probably, yeah. yeah
0: yeah. So getting back to Luke Cage uh, We're now at episode 4
1: Right, so um, So speaking about episode 4 So they, they put him in the prison um, We see the challenges He's you know, They do the whole, again, the black exploitation thing About, you know, the, the fighting Of, you know, <laughs> you know, black man in prison has to fight You know, that whole thing um, they make it about, you know, Luke has this instinct to protect someone. He won't do it for himself, but, you know, they're threatening, you know, the guy that he's befriended, and they're threatening Riva so he does it, uh, but he's still trying to collect evidence, so he gets hurt. He gets beaten up really badly by Shades and this guy Comanche, mm-hmm. and Reva now, you know, she, they've developed a connection, and she goes running to the doctor. Oh, you have to save him. So, of course, you know, there's some experiments they're working on, and right here, I'm thinking to myself, all right, so clearly she's involved. Because yes. she knows all about it. Um, and, you know, they did something I thought was really odd. i get
0: you to sit a little closer for the no, they, they Facebook did, lives. They, they did, Yanks can see your
1: face. They, they did something that I thought was a little bit odd. Um, it was an odd moment for me, which was when... Um, what do you call it? When, um, was it, R- Rackham was the guard? That's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The bad guard who yeah, comes yeah. in and so, destroys so he, the experiment. Yeah, yeah. So I found that odd. Because I'm thinking to myself, what, what I'm struggling with is... All right. What's the agenda? If they're doing these experiments, well, someone's paying for these experiments. Seemingly, you know, the company that you know we we know from Jessica Jones, it was probably the same company was involved with whatever caused Jessica to get her powers, which will be set up for Jessica Jones season two. Okay, is is going to be involved with what happened to Luke? I didn't
0: even think about that. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be
1: a similar process. So for me, I was going like, all right. Well, obviously, there's money involved in the fight stuff. But you would think that there would be some kind of hierarchy, like, what is this guard actually coming in here and messing with these experiments? They must be worth so much money. I found that mm-hmm. a little bit odd. It sort of took me out of it for a minute there. Okay. You know, it, was, it, was, it was so like, oh, this guy's going to come in and cause an explosion, you know? But, I mean, fine, but, you know, you know what I mean? The whole time I'm watching the, the, the explosion
0: scene, I'm just thinking, hey, man, he's got those bracelets and that tiara on. Right. We're going to watch some, something funny and cool. And when he punches out of the wall, you get it. Yeah. In the meantime, the, you know, he's trapped under this rubble in the modern day, uh, and you're waiting for him to come out, knowing that not only is Misty above there, but half of Harlem is waiting for them to emerge, and it really is the emerging of this hero. And at the end of it, you yeah. do have him say, I'm Luke Cage,
1: and there we go. We right. have the birth of it. Yeah, I'm Luke Cage, and he's showing up a badass he is. See,
0: they're giving us hearts on Facebook Live. That's probably Jeremy Shepard. That's nice. Right there. That's nice, I that's like you, Jeremy. Way to go. <laughs> so, keep going. Let's go. So um and he says Marvel movies only. He's never made it through an actual Netflix series. And we just started talking about how much uh, we love uh, the Netflix series and how much more depth you can give the characters oh, than so the Marvel no movies. Question. Yeah. No question. Well, I mean, I think Civil War is still probably the best thing that Marvel did has done on the on, the on the screen. Yeah. The film screen, but these Netflix series are doing the. If you if you read comic books and you see them as serialized pieces of entertainment. The comics are the way to go. Uh, the Netflix series is the way to Absolutely. go because you're getting that kind of well, level because, of depth. Because
1: in comic books these days, they can take their time to tell a story right. and that's what you get in the shows. So, um, sorry, right, now he's, he's come out and you know, now that I, I thought with episode five they did something very interesting uh, which is you have Cottonmouth now has decided, okay, this is about Harlem and the soul of Harlem whose people have now seen who Luke is and Cottonmouth has this ego about it. So he's now harassing the people of Harlem and saying this is Luke Cage's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, and literally you're sitting there going like, all right, they're setting up the hero for hire now. I love the Now they're making him the man of the people thing. Yeah, now he's going
0: out and he's solving some crimes. Right, exactly. He's getting the ring back for, you know, the championship ring back. Uh, And I think episode five, I I love the ending of it, where it's basically Cottonmouth and Luke going up against each other through preaching at Pops' funeral. Right. Which which was really well written. It was really good. It was
1: really good. It was really good. The other thing is they bring Claire who's the night nurse mm-hmm. into the show at this point which and so what did you think of the scene where she you know, comes up the train and she gets mugged and she goes and, and chases the, the guy the shit down. out of the yeah, guy? Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Uh,
1: she still kicks ass.
0: I mean this is someone who ultimately will be stitching up you know the Defenders and any other street vigilantes who come and right. for her for help. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's got to be able to kick some ass. No, it's
1: good, yeah.
0: Uh my thing is, some people are only watching Luke Cage. Some people are only watching Jessica Jones. Some people aren't watching all of it. So you don't get to see that she has a
1: relationship with Matt Murdock. That was romantic. So, so what, what they do well is every one of these shows, and even to watch Daredevil season two, you can watch any of them without watching the others. Mm-hmm. But this connective tissue between all of them. And I, I know several people, a lot of people jump to watch Luke Cage, and maybe they didn't finish Daredevil. And I said, you really should, if you're going to watch the other stuff, you should watch it in order you don't, you don't, it's fine, but if you do, there's things that pay off. Right. You know, like, you know, Blake Tower shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, Claire references her stuff yeah. from before. You know, there's and you connective you tissue. You don't get who Blake the Tower is way, unless yeah. you watched uh, Daredevil Season right. 2. Or Jerry Hogarth mm-hmm. showing up in, you know, Daredevil Season 2. If you haven't seen Jessica Jones, you know, right. it's it's all that connective tissue happens. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, and Claire, obviously, throughout everything. Yes. You know? so,
0: Episode five, and that has one of my favorite endings in the series, or in, in any of the 13th episode, because that is so well written, mm-hmm. and you get Luke choosing peace and inspiration over just putting fists in people's faces. Right. And you realize the kind of person that... He, the, the difference between him and just some wrecking ball, because it's so easy to write Luke Cage as a wrecking ball character. Yes. But that's not how he's going to win over a community, and that kind of attitude is actually what's going to work against him later but on. But what's
1: also interesting in the episode is he makes that statement, but Misty calls out that it's great, you know, those are nice words, but you've declared World War Three mm-hmm. and you're bulletproof, but Harlem isn't. Right. So, now great, you said it. that, but that's not what's going to actually happen. So, season six, uh, so episode six... Mm-hmm. You get... Uh, well, first it opens yeah. up and You get the Trish
0: call out Yes you know? Which I thought was awesome Because I'm like right, Okay, very awesome.
1: there we go We got Hellcat back on the radio Right so, so once again A character from Jessica Jones Patricia Walker Trish on the show In the comics She was always Patsy mm-hmm. um, Who's actually um, Hellcat one, yeah, yeah, well more than that She's one of the l- Longest run Marvel characters around Okay As Patsy Walker She had her comic There were comics geared at girls Going back to the 40s So Patsy Walker was like In three different comics so okay. she's almost up there with Captain America and Namor. Yes, as as yes. and da- so, pre-dating so, the Fantastic So her comics four. got canceled, I think it was like 1968 or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they moved her over, um, you know, they had um, created, a, originally, uh, the Greer Nelson character was the cat, mm-hmm. and she had this costume. And I think it was in Avengers 134 by Steve Englehart who had written the cat books, um, because I know it's a... It's a Pat to get the costume becomes Hellcat. It's also the issue where Beast joins the Avengers. Right. Well, uh, and, Jeremy Shepard just said the knowledge of both of you in regards to comics is
0: simply uh, unparalleled. I used to, I, I used, to, I, I was raised on on uh, reading comics, but no longer something I get to do. Uh, Jeremy, it's just this guy, it's Ian right here. You were saying. I so, just thought it was funny you were saying
1: that, and he's writing. That. Oh, so so anyway, so you know the thing is that. For for people that know comics, I mean, well, Patsy Walker said so she was with the Avengers, then she went into the Defenders. Mm-hmm. And again, this this is an important thing because they're going to use the Defenders' name for the show that brings them all together. Right. So to actually put Patsy Walker, Trish Walker in this case, in one of these shows is very much an odd because Hellcat's one of the mainstays of the Defenders of that comic. Like, throughout.
0: It Make all of you guys who just wanted to see the Hulk and Iron Man, or the Hulk and Wolverine, and the Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange run around. It should satisfy you guys. This is not those Defenders. It's not Ghost Rider's Defenders. This is right. This even predates that, so yes, it satisfies yes. that. Um, so you have that. Now you have the uh, introduction of uh, now you have Cottonmouth stepping up his game. He's going to turn Harlem against Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan pretty much works, which is the great thing about some of these villains. Is like uh, Luke. Is always thinking several steps ahead Even though he's got a support system That has its ears on the ground Like Misty Knight mm-hmm. And ultimately uh, Claire Temple
1: What are some of the things That popped out for you on episode 6? Um, well first of all There's a great line from Mariah So when we have this interaction with Mariah As I said before you know, Mariah is there. She's talking to her cousin about what he's dealing with. You know, for her, it's about the money because she needed the money for a campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a great line: "We're thinking, oh, okay, he's bulletproof. How do we do about it?" She's like, "Well, why don't you just drown him or poison him?" Right. You know, which is great. You know, for me, I think the first time I really saw that was, um, I think it was in *Rising Stars*. *Rising Stars*. When yeah, you had the bag yeah. over the head. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it was a comic written by J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, about all these beings that got uh, superpowers and one of them was invulnerable and he gets killed because someone suffocates him. Right. You know, because, okay, he's invulnerable, but he breathes. So, yeah, I mean, it's great, it's really smart and I thought it was really odd, though, that they said that, they throw it away and then they do nothing with it. Right, then it just um, becomes about a bigger the,
0: bullet. It's about the Judas bullet, yeah, which is something that uh, well, I, I geeked out in the episode in one when all of a sudden they were starting to talk about hammer technologies because uh-huh. I think Sam Rockwell and, the, and yeah. Justin Hammer was a villain that hey man, so he was an well, Iron Man too. You can still use him. He's a good, he's well that, a solid and that, and Marvel that's just it. villain.
1: Yeah, that's just it. Is that these Netflix shows, you know, Marvel TV and Marvel films, you know, that there's a certain there's a division at the top there, mm-hmm. but they are in the same universe and so they, they do a good job of at least referencing things. Right. You know. They pretty much, you know, with with these shows, they always reference the incident because it's New York and how could you not reference the incident? It's so bad what happened, the Shatari invasion, you know, I mean so much damage all that, it, it's of course it's affecting the city. I think and that's luckily, organic. Luck lo- lo- luckily the Avengers kept it to like six blocks. <laughs> seemingly but, <laughs> but 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 you know, in every one of the shows, they seem to always reference Thor and the Hulk, right. which makes sense because they're the game changers. Right? You know, Iron Man is technology; it's technology. And Tony but, Stark's a public figure. Right, but but a Norse god running around with all this power, with a magic hammer, controlling the weather, and a big giant green monster—this is next sure. level shit. Sure. You know, so so they they all—I mean, really—they they, they reference like in every one of the shows. Right. They reference those two, but, but it's important because this is what this is the world they live in now. So, one and, of the things... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And and so, so, speaking of Hammer, it's like it's the same thing. It's, okay, they reference Stark and they reference Hammer, and here they're actually using Hammer technology. Hammer was the competitor of Starks in Iron Man 2. So, one thing that happens in this one is that you start to see that
0: the police uh, group is the cleanest, right? You, have, right?
1: you have this character, Scarf, and you find out that he's dirty, but he's not the only dirty cop. So, so Scarf, and, and Scarf is, is a character that was in the comics for a right. long time, um, and... He, you know, it, it was interesting because he was a character that was around for a long time, and he only eventually turned bad. Actually, pretty recently, mm-hmm. you know, um, in uh, you know, the the Daredevil, you know, when Daredevil was running the hand that, that whole thing. Yeah, you know, so, uh, but Misty had to take him out.
0: So now you've got this storyline going on with Mariah. The Shadowland stuff. You, yeah, the Shadowlands stuff. So now you've got uh, Mariah and Cottonmouth starting to realize that, like, they're starting to kind of tear at the seams. Things are getting stressful because Scarf is not going to hand the guns over to right. Cottonmouth. His plan is starting to go down, and people are starting to point fingers towards well, him. Well, because come, that money
1: is. We'll, been well, we'll back up. up a second. So, okay. so Cottonmouth shades had suggested to Cottonmouth. Yeah, you can go to Diamondback, you know, for for the weapon, the money, mm-hmm. whatever. But he then he's going to own money, you. But, yeah. So Cornell Cottonmouth basically goes to Scarf, who's a cop, and tries to get it from the cops, but. Scarf realizes he doesn't really want to do that, mm-hmm. so there's that pressure there, and eventually he's you know maybe going to do it for money, and you know we're seeing this the seams coming apart in mm-hmm. Cottonmouth, but uh, you know ultimately it leads to all right Cottonmouth you know comes in you know he's do he, he's really falling apart, and ultimately uh, you know him getting arrested he gets out, and you think that. He's going to... um, He's trying to reconnect. There we go. go, Reconnect. Uh, So so ultimately, you think that this is really setting up for what I thought at this point in the series, um, potentially the problem with Jessica Jones, which we've always discussed, is that you have this one villain, the main villain, and it goes on too long. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we think that Cottonmouth is yeah. like, okay, how do we recover from this? And Cottonmouth is falling apart. Like, you know, he has this interaction with Scarf, who's a cop, dirty or not. He kills, we shoot Scarf. Right. And we saw a whole thing about everyone trying to get Scarf. Scarf's giving evidence. Cottonmouth gets arrested. You know, he gets out. And we're only on episode six. Yeah, we're in episode six, going into episode seven. Now we're in episode seven because he's out. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so he's out. And now we get the, the look back that I referred to earlier about, you know, Mariah and Cornell's you know, life and their beginnings and it, it does a really good job of, of humanizing them to a point you see Cornell was a good kid you know, his mother forced him to kill his uncle who we also come to find out <laughs> was, molesting was, was molesting Mariah and um, you know this is heavy shit that's not going to happen on the Marvel like big screen movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> the PG no, films aren't going to deal with this, and that's just it. You know, you watch the show, and yes, Luke Cage is bulletproof. Other than that, it's a really good drama. And it's a crime drama. Mm-hmm. And you have all this stuff happening, and you know, it's. I mean, I think it plays really well that way. So, at the the big thing that happens in this
0: is that Mariah she cracks, she kills Cornell. Well,
1: well Cornell gets in her face, basically saying, "Oh, you've had it easy," and she loses it. Yeah, and that's just it. She goes nuts. Pushes him out a window, which is to, from his office within his club. He falls to the bottom. She goes down, not even got, not even remorseful so at this point. Picks up a mic stand and beats him to death. <laughs> right, and it's full on, and you're just sitting there, think like Black Mariah. And Shade sees it as an opportunity to get in with Mariah,
0: right. Now that obviously Cornell's not going to do anything for anybody, and um, you have and
1: Shade is in the background.
0: Yeah, but in the weird sexual thing with Shades is that, entertaining. Exactly. I
1: was like, I was like, it's. it's so I, I don't know. It was so. It just, I just didn't buy it. I bought it as
0: a manipulation. I, I didn't buy it as sincere. I bought it as him
1: jumping to a more promising contender. Did you think I, that's what it was? Because I thought that he was always he was flirting with her before there was even a sign of that.
0: I, Shades works both sides. I mean, you were not in that Best Buy fighting for that amiibo when that guy burst through the doors. The second they opened that Best Buy door, that little fucker went running. Okay. All right? I've never been elbowed for a toy before. Okay. Shit could
1: have gotten heated. All right, all right. Okay, so continue. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, for me, I mean that that moment when she does that, I was like, "Holy yes. crap!" Like, I, I just couldn't believe that. And and right there and then, you know, the, the character you thought was the main villain, he's dead. He's out. It's, it's the, the show's not even halfway through the season. And here we have the introduction of the bigger bad, right? Which is Diamondback. So Diamondback's and, been referred to, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, Diamondback shows up. It's interesting. You know, I, I saw you know other commentaries. You watching it episode to episode. Um, you know, you don't know if it's just a henchman that comes in and shoots Luke with, you know, the, the Judas right. gun. I knew right away it was Dimeback because I knew who was playing Yeah, I knew the cat. Yeah, yeah so You I. know? So, um, but, you know, now for me, as soon as he's... Right away he's quoting scripture and, and I went, oh, it's going to be his brother. Right. Oh, really? You got that right away? Right away. Huh. I, right away. I
0: kind of was like... Um, no, when, when he says I'm your brother at the end of episode
1: nine? The, the um... I, think I was, it was the end of episode eight. I was kind of like, oh shit, yeah, this kind of got no, real. No, no, they, they, they didn't wait that long. It was, it was only all of one episode right. before they said it. But for me, it was like literally, because he quote scripture and references his father. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right. That's right then. I was like, well, okay. So yeah. Obviously, his father's a preacher. They're not both going to have fathers that are preachers. They started having and, the whole yeah. brother's keeper thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and you Point to Ian for paying more attention than I was. But I'll tell you, it bothered me. And the reason it bothered me is, and look, I mean, you know. It's like, where the fuck's this guy been? How do well, you know? Well, no, I, I just felt like, first of all, in the, in, there's nothing like that in the comics, which is fine. Sure. You know, but it, it's it's a story that we've seen a lot. You know, the whole, the brothers at odds, that whole thing. I mean, it's it's been done many times. And I'm not saying I have a problem with how they did it here. But my instant thought in that moment was, oh, I, I thought it was a little bit too stereotypical that oh, Luke's father was the seemingly good, you know, Black preacher, but he, of course he had to have the other family on the side and it was right. cheating. All that that, that bugged me, okay. you know. Um, I mean, it's fine, it was whatever. But literally, in the moment I was like, I was like really? That they, they needed to go there, you know. But it made it more personal. But but here's my problem with that. So we come to find out in a, you know in episode eight, basically, is that okay? It's Stryker. Luke didn't know it was his brother, but it's actually his brother. They grew up as best friends, and we, we come, we'll find out what happened. Luke left them behind, whatever, but. Striker for revenge framed Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, fine. I felt it was kind of contrived that so he framed him, and then it just so happens that Diamondback's the guy that's sort of like, you know, the person doing the deal with Cornell in Harlem. Like, it's a bit it, convenient. It, yeah, yeah, I just that 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 bugged me a little bit. Uh,
0: without the brother thing, I would have been like, okay, this is just a guy that they have to motivate somehow early on in Luke's life to want to destroy him. In, right, and they could have gone back to the prison uh the brother thing it does seem a little contrived is the word
1: even the idea that all right shades works for diamondback yeah, for striker shades. Uh-huh. shades was in prison with luke which that's fine because diamondback knew he was gonna be in prison he put right. him there he was meant to be there to mess with him to hurt him all that but there's no sign of that like he beats him within an inch of his life maybe he killed him well, did he want to kill him or didn't he like i was like all right it starts is to get messy. working. Yeah, it's it's a little bit convoluted there. Luckily we have a bit of a
0: reset episode after Luke is somehow shot into a dump truck. Which waited to move until it had a almost dead body in back of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also it's like the Claire. Lady there for I it. also like Misty losing her temper her temper on uh, on Claire. On Claire, that was, yeah, that's a great scene.
1: Uh, we well, backing scene. up a little bit. I mean, actually, the whole thing with like Misty's smart enough. She's this great cop, so you know. And here's what's important about Misty. Actually, I say she's a great cop. She's great at investigating. She's great. You know, they do this whole thing where she, you know, recreates has it, the, the whole supervision? thing in her head. Yeah, she's um, a ghost whisperer? But but you know, I think what's important is that she's not actually a great cop, she has some great skills. Yeah. She's a very bad temper. She's actually but, a, kind of a bad cop, as yeah, you in episode thirteen. Yeah. Uh she really cooks the goose on that stuff. Yeah. Um But 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 what, what we're seeing is who Miss Knight's gonna become. Right. Because she's gonna become with Colleen Wing, the Doors of the Dragon. Sort of P.I. protection. A badass yeah. Afro chick who's yeah. going to not take no lip. That's right. Uh, I
0: like the reset episode of uh, episode nine where they're exploring Luke's past or they actually have Luke on death's door and they go back to the doctor and they find him. Mm-hmm. And I love Claire getting the doctor's face and she's like, if you ever fucking did this to me, I would kill you. Uh, it felt, yes, I like it a lot. felt a little trial of the Incredible Hulk when he breaks out of, Yes <laughs> out That, of, that scene he, very dude, much felt like that He's like but, all, this bro- all this machinery he's like well, and he's like tearing through the barn well, well the
1: other great moment there is the doctor's assessment of Claire that she's so brilliant and you know she should be with him yeah. and she can do all this stuff There's because, a million things we could do together Yeah but, but it's important for where they're going with Claire's character now they've pushed her out of the hospital but the, the, the fact that we know that in the, in the comics it's a night nurse who clearly has to have doctor level ability right she's more than just an you know a and you know i don't Beyond just doctor a level ability she has yeah. to deal with people with superhuman skin exactly and she's she's so good at this stuff so clearly you know they established that wow okay she's really is brilliant and she's next level and all that mm-hmm. so i think that's important um and and again my connection there is i already okay it's going to be his brother and i'm like all right when they're making the statement that, okay, why did it work on him? What was it? I, right away, I already called the ending. You
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: uh, that, that Diamondbacks going to get the same procedure. Yes. Like, yeah,
0: the, the cliffhanger that the
1: doctor closes the hospital door right. on Diamondback. So, yeah. I, I mean, I called that in episode nine because I was like, all right, well, he's special genetically. And this doctor then, doesn't want to quit. He's morally ambiguous. Right, of course. Here we course. go. But but he's sitting there in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. You know, he has nothing going on. They shut up with the drive. Now he's back in the game just like that. Mm-hmm. But seemingly, when he's back in the game at the end and not to jump ahead, but it's like, well, he must be back working for the same company, so why didn't he just get a hold of that company? Are we just supposed to think he lost all of his notes? Because right. he had nothing? He had right. nothing backed up anywhere? I mean, that seems a, that seemed a little bit weird to me. I
0: think what I enjoyed the most out of this episode out of anything was there, Luke learning that Reva wasn't all clean.
1: Yeah, that I like That too. he actually
0: felt Pretty betrayed And was actually used By the person that Up to this point He was completely in love with And thought Was invested in him So that for me Was the best part Of this episode it Was that revelation it Really what it did was It was almost like A Luke I'm Your Father Complication That made you rethink What you'd seen before Which is what I enjoyed the most. No, no, I like
1: that too. What I I
0: love is that it it, it makes you rethink the Jessica Jones storyline. It makes you rethink all that stuff. And I love how these shows are certainly Jessica
1: Jones, he's putting on this pedestal.
0: And I love how they're they're retexturizing things that have come before in other shows.
1: Yeah. It's all really one show. This Netflix stuff is really all one show. I agree with you. And that's what's great is that it's not like you're expected to watch four shows that are on at the same time. You know, you're literally like, one show comes out, you know, it's mm-hmm. 13 episodes, take your time, watch them all, you know, in a binge, up to you, you only get two of them a year, big right. deal. I mean, it's so pretty now. much the, yeah, but even so, it's pretty much the equivalent of what one show would be, right? you know, on, an, on network, right? So, um, I think you know, on the Reva thing, yes, his context is different, mm-hmm. but... We know that she really did fall in love with him. and mm-hmm. She really did regret all those things. She really did, you know, she wanted him to do things with the powers and she, you know, she w- did have a good heart and all that. So I think that's it's probably a place Luke eventually gets to um, right. that uh, the demonizing of Reva is, you know, I, I think it's important that he's, she's no longer on a pedestal per se, but it's not like she was like this horrible person. And Luke gets smarter awesome, for it. Yeah, like, yeah I agree. Becomes a,
0: more, a, a better hero because of it. Uh, episodes uh, ten or eleven. It ha- may have one of my favorite scenes in the entire. I mean, this is one that you already saw coming because you had, knew the whole brother Diamondback thing, and we already know it by that point. Um, but I love the one take master where Luke as a Luke walks into the church that's been ter- torn down. Mm-hmm. His POV turns into that of the little of little, young Luke who goes in, and there's a long shot in there. Where young Luke comes to the door and realizes, like he's watching his, the father it's with, with awesome. Yeah. And then yes she comes young. out and gets in Luke's mother's face. They have yeah. a falling out, and young Luke is sitting there being like, "Hey," and then older Luke Luke is sitting there with a, with a tattered Bible, seeing his memories play out in front of him. Mm-hmm. I that was very so, well done. I loved very it. Well done. Yeah. I loved it. Um, that th- that kind of stuff was something that. Um, I think they do really well in the Netflix series almost out of necessity where it's like, okay, like in a film, this may not play but this is textured and layered enough for a TV show to do really well. We yep. get a few of these. Maybe we do a couple in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was awesome uh, but ultimately, you well, well, get Well, the, sh- the
1: show across the board is very yeah. creative with the flashback stuff. Yeah, it's,
0: Every one of them is very well done. Um, but we got to get back to the action and you know that Diamondback is somewhere in New York in Harlem, taking things over, and right. we're going to work our way. And, 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 he, and, and he's
1: the, there. He's, he has these power gloves, and he's, he's setting up Luke, mm-hmm. you know, and doing everything he can to make him look, you know, worse and worse. Yeah, he's got the power glove. He's right.
0: acting like Luke. What did you think of the Method Man cameo? No, I
1: enjoyed the Method Man cameo, but I want, I want to speak about where he's
0: going around like killing cops.
1: On the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that, you know, I just I feel like in that moment it's fine, but. It got a little bit too typical one-node villain, just so about revenge. And, and I'm going to imitate anything. the villain. You know, I'm yeah, it's like, I was like, all right. I mean, it did, doesn't change my opinion of the series. Overall, I enjoy it. But, you know, so you know Luke has to eventually come, and, you know, of course it has clear to end up name. with a big fight. Yeah, you But know? only
0: Method Man can clear his name.
1: Right. Well, no, so that was just it. So the, there's a great scene where Luke saves Method Man playing himself, you know, in a bodega. I did and like it. It's a little cheesy, but I liked it. No, but it's fine. But, but actually, what I really like about it is what, what it leads us to is this notion of that, you know, Harlem gets really behind Luke Cage and people start running around. The cops are looking for him. You know, they know, oh, you know, he breaks up something, he gets shot, he's always wearing a hoodie. You know, there's a joke about how many hoodies does he have. Right. You know, because they get bullet ridden. So then everyone in Harlem starts wearing hoodies with like seeming bullet holes in them. Right. You know, which and we, we, we actually jumped over the fact that since a cop gets beat up, you know, now, of course, the cops are rousing everyone in Harlem, and there's police brutality and all that. And I thought it was, so, so it, it was, yeah. it was topical, and they didn't yeah. overdo it. No, I thought they did a great job of that. Yeah. But, but for me, the whole thing about, you know, the, everyone running around in, in the hoodies is they're doing the Spartacus thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little nod to, oh, they're looking for Luke, and everyone looks like Luke. Right. You know?
0: Um, so the main thing that happens in the uh, episode eleven going oh and on, and well, say, that's It's
1: another thing they did that was an interesting choice oh. is they, they have a cop who you know there, there's a kid who is the uh, son of a lawyer that they introduced that was hitting on Luke right and uh, you know might have information where Luke is. Cop beats him up and I think they very carefully made sure that the cop that beat him up was African American <laughs> right. You know oh. so, so they went as far as to say oh it's Harlem and the minorities against the police. But they didn't push it completely over. So the main thing
0: is that these episodes end up in this big shootout and hostage situation at the club, right? Where the shit hits the fan. Diamondback doesn't seem to give a fuck. Oh, so you know, but
1: Shades is like, this is falling apart. We got to get out of here. There's a shooting in the club. So you 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 referenced you referenced earlier. You referenced about about Shades stepping in to help Mariah. So something we didn't cover is the fact that they decided to set Luke up and make everyone think that oh. Luke is the one that actually killed Cottonmouth, not would, Mariah. Yeah, and right. and they only get, Misty Knight's Ghost Whispering will know the truth. Right, right, and and oh. you know then they have this, this waitress um, Candace, who we saw in the very first episode who was afraid, she didn't hated Cottonmouth, they don't want to be anyone near him, and Luke like, kind of had her back, and she's saying that yeah, she saw the whole thing. She got paid the finger, yeah, with Luke, right. So now they end up back in the club, and uh, back in the club. Another thing that, that was interesting at, at this point in the show is that Mariah. Is trying to go legit, make a deal with the, the other crime bosses, just to take things off her hands, get a little money, and get out. And Diamondback comes in and kills almost everyone. Right? He's like, "Sorry,
0: yeah. yeah, I got you under my thumb."
1: Yeah, not gonna do it. Um, so, so go so, ahead. So now they have this this whole scene, the standoff. You know, Luke and Claire have come to the club, and then you know, and Candice is there, and Luke gets involved because you know they have a hostage situation, and you know he basically goes up to fight everyone. Misty gets shot. Yeah. And it's an interesting. I really thought she was going to lose her arm. Exactly, because she gets shot in the arm, and in the comics, Misty Knight grows on to have a bionic arm. Right. You know, in the comics, it's supplied by Stark. Mm hmm. Um, so it's like a
0: Winter Soldier arm. Yes. She's got yes. this badass well, Winter Soldier l- arm.
1: Long before he, right. Winter Soldier was around. Right. Yes. So she has this bionic arm. So, literally, as a comics fan, you're going, like, oh, Misty gets shot in the arm, is she going to lose the arm? But they do, they give this great bonding scene with her and Claire. Mm hmm. You know, and Claire trying to, you know... Save her. Save her. And, uh, you know, then there's a good scene with Luke and you know, talking to her and everything, you know, pretty much. I mean, that, that's really, for me, that's the moment where, all right, Misty's really... Because Misty's fighting it back and forth, you know, does she have to go after Luke? She sort of knows it's not him, but she's getting, kind of getting duped into thinking maybe it is. At this point, now she just knows. right? You know, and, and that's good. And she knows he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's not a good guy and he's trying to,
0: yeah. Uh, so they get out of the club. And Luke allows himself to get arrested, and I do like the misty code, Mm -hmm. like, don't do anything stupid before I get back to the uh, precinct, and you know Luke's just gonna break out and go on the run. Uh, There's a nice scene between Luke and another officer where he says, hey man, like, trust me on this, I'm not the guy doing this. Right.
1: And it culminates with
0: what I well, well, would... By, by the go way, actually,
1: actually, actually, Tell me now. actually your, your statement about um, Luke getting arrested, Misty lets him know to wait. Right. That's what because, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's, oh yeah, these cops that are arresting you, they have all the guns. Because there's also a great thing that Mariah, and we see Mariah is actually very smart... She's actually said to dimeback, hey, look, you know, you want to do all this criminal stuff. You can make all this money with these weapons and just sell them legitimately to the cops. You now have all these people with superpowers. You have hulks. You have all this stuff going on. Sell these weapons to the cops and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll make plenty of money. Right. And it's all legitimate. So now the cops. But that's not personal team. enough for him. Right. Exactly. Him and listen, and, exactly. But so, so the tactical team have the weapons. So Misty's now let Luke know, well, don't break out now. You know where they can kill you, but back you, once you get over to the station, you're fine. No right. one's going to be able to do anything.
0: Um, he breaks out. He goes on the run. It uh, culminates at Pops's uh, barber shop, where they've just painted the place right. and cleaned it up, and in bursts Diamondback,
1: wearing a pretty accurate comic book costume. Wait, wait. At, at this but, point, at this point, Mariah, yeah. Mariah's decided that she they need to get away from Diamondback, and they're right. looking to make a deal with Luke, and in they the actually shades. have a file. Mm-hmm. That exonerates him. Right. You know, from his original crime. Because it's mm-hmm. Carl Lucas, remember... He committed a crime, but he was framed. He was framed, but he broke out of jail, so he still should be in jail.
0: And two things get misplaced in that uh, bursting in uh, firefight sequence that happens with Diamondback. You have the, uh, f- uh, the phone being dropped. Right. It's Misty's phone. It gets taken by Shades, we learn later. Right. And the file gets dropped. And we find out later that it actually just happened to fall under a table... And it gets found, and the cool cliffhanger in episode 12 is that, or episode 13 is that it is a downer. I love the yeah. quote unquote, well, well, before, the quote unquote downer. Well, well let's, ending. let's just cover. But that just, file is sitting let's there. Let's cover the whole fight thing. Yeah, yeah, Diamondback
1: shows up with a RoboCop right. helmet. Yeah, it, it and comes the Diamondback in, 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 outfit. Yeah, he has those gloves that made him, you know, be able to punch things as hard as Luke. Now he's wearing an outfit that can actually absorb punches. So and turn he it can, around, it absorbs yeah. the
0: punches and then turns it into kinetic energy. Back yeah, it absorbs it. it yeah.
1: Right. So he's going toe to toe. It's a real fight for Luke. Um, but ultimately, you know, Luke prevails with all of Harlem watching and cheering him on. And he realizes that not punching back is the way to just let him
0: deplete his energy. And right. The flashback to the boxing is fine. Uh, it was well done. Yeah. Um, punches himself
1: out because he's not not absorbing the energy. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. So, and seemingly, so, so the big fight scene's over, there's still half the episode left.
0: Yes, and I was sitting there going, okay, well,
1: what, what do we do A- and now? And episode 13's not that long, it's only like 45 minutes.
0: And the main thing that is happening is that you think that they've won the day. You think that Diamondback's going to jail or slash hospital. Yeah, Luke's going to be that exonerated. Everything's going to stuff, but He'll Mariah higher. Yeah.
1: what the fuck? Mariah's still working it.
0: And she gets Candace killed. Yep. Who's the witness who can testify against her for the right. death of, uh, of of Cottonmouth? Yeah, and you have Luke. Uh, you know, he was tipped. They, they, he's still a criminal. That's right. And they show up to bring Carl Lucas back to jail. And um, it was they, all they, Mariah's work. They, and
1: they and they also set up the whole. You know, it took a while throughout the show about, about Claire and Luke. And now, seemingly, they're into each other. They're oh, gonna, about that. They're going to get do some. Something. They're going yeah, to they get some coffee. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: What I love is Claire saying, "I know a really good." Lawyer, right, which right. is Defenders reference all the way. Exactly.
1: So I think that what we're set up with now is, so, so Luke, as Carl Lucas, is it ends with he's going back to jail. Mm-hmm. But I think the setup is, you know, my first thought was, well, hopefully we see, we see off screen, but I thought about it, I said, no, you know what it's going to be? Defenders is going to be eight parts. Yes. So next we get Iron Fist, which, mm-hmm. and for me, for the longest time, I was like, Iron Fist with, you know, without Luke Cage, you know, it was only 15 issues. Mm-hmm. You know, of the Iron Fist comic, and then what they did is they merged um, Luke Cage comic, he did fifty issues and they merged it to him, to the two into Power Man. The introduction of Sabretooth is episode is, is it it issue 14. 30, fourteen, I was yeah. say 13. And then issue fifteen yes, is the X-Men with yeah. Wolverine in the fang costume from yeah. Uncanny One O Eight. We do know our shit, over. guys. Um, no, he knows his shit. I know my, close to my shit. <laughs> so so anyway, um, so Luke's going to prison. I think what's gonna happen is we'll get the Iron Fist next. Um, and the, the owner of the barbershop, the new owner of the barbershop, actually finds the file sitting under the... Uh, no, no, Luke owns the barbershop. It's, right, it, but the fi- yeah, file, yes. the folder is found. So, so yeah, so so, basically the guy's Luke's friend, was Pop's friend, you know, basically has the folder. So you know Matt's going to be given uh, the file. So I would imagine my expectation would be in episode one of Defenders, is going to be Matt actually working to exonerate him. So that's how they, they're they going to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all these things are going to start coming together. I think, you know, with Iron Fist, we're going to see that... He becomes the Iron Fist and he's the enemy of the Hand. The Hand's mm-hmm. going to play in a lot there. You know, we know from the end of Daredevil Season 2 that, you know, it, the Hand have Electra. That's going to play into, da- into Defenders as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, and Jessica will clearly get pulled in somehow, whether it be the relationship with Luke or Claire or something's going to pull her in. Or Jaron. Or Hogarth. It, it, right. it could be Hogarth, yeah. Um, well, Hogarth is with Foggy. Foggy so Foggy, right. Yeah.
0: So all the little pieces are coming yeah. together for Defenders. So the,
1: the other great uh, Easter egg... Was Claire seeing uh, taking the uh, the little um, paper tab uh, for uh, martial arts training? I saw that. Colleen Wing. Oh, cool! Um, Did you realize it was Colleen Wing? I couldn't see it. Yeah, too small of a TV. Colleen Wing.
0: And I was like, "What is that? Is that a? Oh, cool!
1: Too small of a TV." But I did see her pull the tab for the martial arts training. Colleen Wing and Claire are going to be iron fist. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. So, so Colleen Wing uh, in the comics, Daughters of the Dragon, is Misty Knight's partner. Mm-hmm. In Ass yeah. and Ladies. So, so what I don't know is, I don't know if Misty's going to be in Iron Fist. I know she's going to be in Defenders.
0: Yes. Uh, the actress has come out and <laughs> she said, hey, they might fire me for this, but I'm going to be in Defenders. Right. And I'm excited about it because I thought she was awesome. She was great, and yeah. especially that last shot of Misty yeah. when you're sitting there and she's got the full frog on and she's got the badass cat suit and the boots yeah. and she's ready to just kick some ass yeah. and she's in the club watching Shades yeah. and she's like, "Okay, I'm yeah. on you. Yeah. I'm not. You're not done with me that easy." Yeah. I loved it. Um, so, Defenders, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Iron Fist. What are your expectations coming out of Luke Cage? That what are your expectations for Look, Iron Fist you know, as, we, as we wrap this up?
1: You know. Um, Let's, let's start off with this All this controversy About Iron Fist Not being Asian I mean I understand That people know Yes the, in the comic He's not Asian But it was an opportunity But You know The bottom line is Shang-Chi Is a the Master of martial arts Is Master of Kung Fu Excuse right. me Is a character that Was always Asian In the comics mm-hmm. And is actually Going to be an Iron Fist that's,
0: that's what I heard That's what yeah. somebody told so, me He's going
1: to be Iron Fist So Let it go people you know, the fact that Iron Fist is Caucasian is central to the story of him being the true outsider. Right. You know, saying you, you know he was you know Asian American and he goes there and he just feels like he's out it's not the same thing. No, he's
0: got to be uh, he's yeah. got to
1: be kung fu. He, the legend continues. Like he's got to be yeah. David Carradine. He's got to be the guy who's right. shunned. Exactly. Right? He really doesn't fit and belong there. That that just is part of the character. I understand that there's this idea of oh the Westerner comes in and he masters. You know, it, it, and he's better than, you know, he takes on this culture. And he's better than all the people that grew up in it. It seems offensive, but right. this, just, this is what the character is, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, get over that. So um, Iron the, Fist, the, the scenes we've seen look yeah. great. Yes. You know, um, so a big thing for me watching Luke Cage was, oh, having him hook up with Misty. In the comics, Luke did hook up with Misty after like, like long after. So, in the comics, Iron Fist and Misty are an item. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like it was interesting to me that they went and they had that happen early.
0: Yeah, and Luke ultimately, if you're going to go by the comics, has to work his way back to Jessica because in well, the comics they yeah, end yes, up but, together and they have but,
1: a kid. But. but but have you read the, the issue one of Jessica Jones?
0: Oh, dude, I haven't read comics
1: in so, a while. So read that. Okay.
0: It's the any current recommendation slash? tip of the hat yeah a part of me thought it was just a reprint of the uh nope. bendis gato stuff of,
1: because like, it because it's that the right. original creative team back on it oh not, that's cool
0: yeah it's not a reprint. got it okay yeah. i'll pick it up if it's still re- out there re- read it okay hey relax i'll get on it yeah um so Geekscape we got iron fist coming out in february march march ouch okay i'm really looking forward to that and then defenders sometime hopefully towards the end of summer please yeah, they haven't set a date They haven't yet. set a date for any of it,
1: except uh, and, we got and, Iron Fist we got a cool and, trailer. And Punisher's already being done. Punisher's being so done. I think we'll get all three next year, maybe. Is that a geek dream? I, yeah, Punisher was amazing in Daredevil season Loved two. Loved it. Yeah.
0: Loved yeah. it. Um, but We also have Doctor Strange in a couple weeks. Doctor Strange in a couple weeks. I'm sorry Geeks gave us that we can't do it again, Kerner. Topical version of that Unless you want to do it Over Skype or something I'll be in Brazil We
1: can
0: do it over Skype um, Now the GeekScape Is like You said you'd do it Over Skype I'll be like You motherfuckers I'm down <laughs> Ian, put words in my mouth uh, So I'll be on set In Brazil So we'll have to figure that out I don't even know If I can see the movie In Brazil It'll be like In Portuguese and stuff That Well, it'll be subtitles Hopefully it's in English With Portuguese subtitles Because I'm a snob And I don't like reading When yeah. I'm supposed to be Seeing all the cool magic oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff Going up on screen I understand Uh, I'm also an illiterate Uh, so Geekscapists, Luke Cage recommended where do you put it in the like where do you rank it on the Netflix series so far knowing that
1: you like Daredevil season 2 the most you know I don't usually like doing lists you're doing it now but for me I go Daredevil season 2 Daredevil season 1 Luke Cage Jessica Jones sexist I thought you'd say that the, I set you up, that, that. I you set care, you up for that Because you know Listen right. I, I love Jessica Jones But I, th- I think it went on too long Okay uh, Well actually what? More specifically hey. I think that They should have followed the comic A little bit closer yes, And actually had like, cases have a While cases, she's yeah. doing that Yeah and that would have Filled it in better so And it, just being the purple man For 13 episodes It felt like it should have Ended in 8 And she, he, she
0: kept getting him And letting him go I Right like, It
1: was a Wile E. Coyote cartoon Right uh, Well
0: uh, Geekscapist that's it. This is our first time doing Facebook Live. I'm glad Big Yanks and Jeremy Shepard and some of you guys came and popped your head in. I, I saw Natalie Kipper, one of our writers, pop her head in. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, this is your Luke Cage special. Maybe we'll do another one on Facebook Live soon. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Look for us on the regular programmed Geekscape episodes of the week, and uh, of course at Stanley's. Com- uh, I almost said Stanley's Comic Con, but it's now called Stanley's LA Comic Con coming up Halloween weekend. Ian, are we gonna see you there?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe I'll come. And
0: walk around. All right. All right, Geekscapers. I'm sending off for Ian Kerner. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. And sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas.